Welcome to It Is Rough Out There, final season. Final season. I know. I think I might cry a little bit when we do the final season on the final episode. I know. We'll have to do some other Maybe sort of- Maybe we won't say final, and then that way, if like in a year we decide that there's something we need to tell the world, we can just have another episode. We'll be like the Rolling Stones. Oh. Because you know they're going to tour again. Oh, they are? Walkers and all. Are no, they, are they all still alive? I think so. Oh, that's pretty I mean, they're impressive. still putting on a pretty good show. Yeah. That's good. So maybe um, I think it might be important as we're getting close to the holidays and having people in and out of our homes. Um, all are, the holidays, but mo- all the holidays. Right off the bat, Halloween. Halloween, Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, Christmas, whatever you celebrate. Um, people may be coming in and out of our homes and maybe we have dogs and cats and how do we keep them safe? Well, how do we keep them safe? How do we keep our, I mean, when we invite people into our home, it's one thing. And I know that I love for my dogs to be around, but I have family members who don't have dogs or that have dogs that don't want to rush the door Mm -hmm. and inevitably get out. So, I mean, it's, there's a lot you can do. I'm, and I'm probably the worst person to ask because I never do it, but I think we should train our dogs to sit and wait or be put in the, I put, when we've had company for the whole day, like we did have a party. I, after I had hired someone to take care of them for the day at the last two hours, I just had to put them in the bedroom Mm -hmm. for it to be safe. Mm -hmm. So I think we have to be, you know, really careful around the holidays for that reason. Right. And at Kelly's home and at my home, we have something called an airlock. <laughs> I know. It's so funny because you don't see them very no, often. No, we, we both, both have, them. have them. That's so funny. And we call it the airlock too. Yeah. So we have um, the door that you go out and then we have like a little porch. It's very tiny. And then there's another door. So, it's literally really tiny. Like yeah. both of our houses. You can't even in mine, you can't come through with two bags of groceries. No. And mine's pretty small too. Like there's really not anything that you can really have in there. Um, But it's great because if somebody's coming in, you can wait for them to completely come in, shut the other door and then, you know, enter so that the dogs don't have an opportunity to go out. When you only have one door, it's a little bit easier for a dog to sneak by. And you know what I'm seeing more and more because I think it got really trendy? No screen door. Yeah. On their front door. Never right. mind no airlock because it op- the door opens into the living room. Mm-hmm. And that I understand because architecturally speaking, that happens around here. Right. But if you're going to get a new rescue, just yeah. put a screen door on for the first year. Right. I know. And some people don't like the looks of it. The aesthetic I know. is off. I know. But um, it I'd is I'd much something. rather have that than having to go looking for your dog. Right. Exactly. So we're kind of just going over some of the things to expect when you go to a dog park. Um, these are some of the rules that we have at our dog park in our town. And one of them is leashes must be removed from a dog when finally in the park. And why is that? Well, I know that some dogs get leash aggressive. Right. 
Yeah. That would be a big one. Yeah. And uh, leash aggression is can be somewhat um, common. Um, leash aggression is usually rooted in a dog's fear of a person, place, or thing. So if your dog is leash aggressive, you might want to just walk around the park with your dog on leash first, like the first couple times you go to the park and have them sniff around and get used to the smells. Because if you go to the park for the first time and just go right in, your dog may be so overwhelmed that they may not want to go back. So if you, we recommend you walk around the park with your dog on leash because the outside is not fenced in and just let them smell the atmosphere. I remember seeing a girl at the beginning of the summer or maybe even in the springtime and she would bring her dog down and they would just walk the perimeter of the fence Mm -hmm. outside the park on a leash every day. And she's like, I'm just waiting for her to show interest to go in. And I was like, that's brilliant. Right. She actually, that is a sign of a true, wonderful owner. I know. I wonder if she ever made it into the park. Yeah. Caring about the well-being of her dog, not caring about what her wants and desires are. Because I know people want to get in the park and they want to, you know, meet people and meet other dogs and stuff like that. But if you rush it, it could ruin it. Right. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Should we go to the next one? Yeah. Dog handlers must be adults. Right. Why is that? I wonder. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe sometimes they have good judgment. Yeah. And I would hate to put a kid any age, whether it's 10-year-old, 5-year-old, or 16-year-old in a position to, like, have to jump in if Mm -hmm. even – maybe it's not your dog, but you're walking into – like I referenced in another episode, you were, like, walking into the airport. Right. You know, you don't know who's there. You don't know how people are going to react. And and so you just have to do your best to kind of go along. And adults, I think, just can be a better – choice. Right. And children, <laughs> you know, children can can be um, an issue at the park. Right. So we really want adults to be. And a lot of parks have age restrictions and ours does. Mm-hmm. But most importantly, the reason they're there is to protect everybody. Right. Yeah. We're not doing it to say we hate children and we don't want them in the park because they're terrible. That's not it at all. It's to protect yourself, your dog, other people, other dogs, you know, everybody involved. Um, and like Kelly said in another episode, her dogs just don't, aren't really that comfortable with children. Right. right. We, uh, we went to, a uh, get together and there were some children at this get together with my puppy and he was very nervous around kids. And it's funny cause it's like kids just have like, um, like, unpredictable body movements and dogs can sense that real easy. So even, even if it's a dog who's very balanced and gets along with everybody, Mm -hmm. if they're not around children all the time, they, they may just read them as like, I know with my youngest daughter who's in her twenties, she's a school teacher. So she has really good demeanor, but I have a 12 year old dog that will occasionally jump up onto her, bite her ponytail, like they're playing (laughs) and hump her. (laughs) So who do you think is low man on the pole in our house? (laughs) So if that's going to happen with my, you know, five foot four adult daughter, what's going to happen with a 10 year old? Right. 
Because my dog weighs 50 pounds. She's 50 pounds of I love you, but she's still 50 pounds. Well, and and if you've ever been to a dog park, sometimes the dogs get zoomies and they're like chasing each other around like the wind. And they're going to take you out. And they're going to take you down. (laughs) They're going to take you downtown. (laughs) Right. Oh, my gosh. All right. Next one would be no commercial dog walking, playing, attending the park. Right. And the reason why we say that is because, um, you know, at times maybe a dog walker doesn't really know, they might not know the full behaviors of a dog. And if they have to watch other dogs, then they may not be watching the dog that could possibly be a potential for an issue. I get so stressed out bringing two dogs. I know. I used to be able to bring two. Yeah. Because you really can't have eyes on both dogs the whole time. No, you can't. No. And I have three dogs and it, it, when the well, park opened, <laughs> you know, and we'd go on the little side because our dogs are under 25 pounds. But still, you know, if one dog was going one way and the other dogs were going the other way, like. Uh, How do you it, do that? <laughs> it's not pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the fewer dogs you have, the <laughs> Probably well, and better. I think too that that came down to part of that deed restriction. Like that's how that conversation was started. So, mm-hmm. if you are being, if you are receiving money in any capacity for a dog to that you're taking care of, you cannot bring them to the dog park. You don't have to right. be a professional dog walker. You don't have to be dog sitting or not dog sitting. If you're receiving money for the care of someone else's dog, you cannot come to the dog park with right. that dog. And that's another thing too. People have asked, oh, are you guys going to have classes at the dog park? And are you going to hold seminars and all this? No, because it is conservation land and it's supposed to just be- It has lots of rules. Yeah, it has lots of rules. So um, our particular park is you know, just for the running and pleasure of dogs. No other sort of activities. Well, and just like no organized activities. Like we have had meetings at the library Mm -hmm. to come and learn about being at the dog park, Mm -hmm. but that takes place at the library. Right. And then um, going into... No more than three dogs allowed per handler at a time because of what we just said. Right. (laughs) We've both tried to do it and it's not easy. Yeah, it's not easy. Um, I started only taking two in the beginning, and this was even before the dog park really opened, just to like go in and do some cleaning and doing some maintenance stuff, um, because those two dogs would follow me. My dog, Wally, who rest in peace, is no longer with us, had a mind of his own. And he was mm, probably about 15 pounds and wanted to be in the big dog section, which I also... um you know, have had many conversations with people with little dogs that if their little dogs are trampled by the bigger dogs, especially when they're, you know, running and chasing each other and everything. And not paying attention. And not paying attention. That could be a, that could be a catastrophic oh, situation yeah. for your little dog, especially if you have like a, a five-pound dog. Um, that's why we do have sections you know, the little dog section is under 25 and the bigger is over. And the reason we do that is not to say big dogs, you know, my, my little dog plays with big dogs all the time. That's great if you want to do it at your own home on your own property. But at a public place, we do have these restrictions because we don't want your dog to be trampled. 
And it doesn't even have to be a trampling. It could literally be a step. Yeah. Like I think about when I've picked Tully up, how little his like bone structure is of his He's, whole body. Yeah. So if you have a, a golden retriever who just wants the ball out of your arm, out of your hand mm-hmm. and steps on that dog, it's catastrophic. Yeah. And it's very expensive. And it's an accident. So yeah, it's not it something you plan. It's not something you can anticipate. Right. So just one dog, maybe two. Yeah. But three. Three, mm-hmm. three is super hard. Yeah. Even, even though, you know. Be, be careful. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's all, folks, for this particular for this episode. Little mini episode. This mini episode. So we'll see you again soon. Thank you for, for keeping, keeping us, us out of the doghouse. Dog <laughs> <laughs> it is rough out there, rough out there.